0: You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, March 30th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with assistant news director Lisa Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, one local organization is hosting a Transgender Day of Visibility demonstration in Old Town, Fort Collins tomorrow. Find out all the details with me in local news. And April is Earth Month. Find out all of the different ways you can participate in campus news with Lee Pell. And did you know KCSU is throwing a live music festival? Well, later on in the broadcast, you will hear from KCSU's Promotions Director, Hannah Hitchcock, we break down everything you need to know about the music festival that kicks off tomorrow. And the company who made the gun used during the 2021 King Super shooting in Boulder is now facing multiple lawsuits from relatives of the victims. This and more in national news with Lee Zimpel. And with that, we will move right into campus news with Zimpel.
1: I'm Lee Zempel reporting your campus news. April is Earth Month, and you can expect to see many special events taking place on campus all throughout the month to celebrate. Here are some key events to put on your radar. It's not quite April yet, but there is one planned today, Thursday, March 30th, if you're looking to get an early start. Until 5.30 tonight, the Black and African American Cultural Center, the Student Sustainability Center, and the Center for Environmental Justice are partnering together for the Climate Grief and Active Hope workshop for students. The workshop will give students the tools they need to cope with the challenges brought by climate change today. As of Thursday, March 30th, that is currently happening at the Warner College of Natural Resources building in room 345 until 530 tonight. If you miss that and still want to get involved, here's a great opportunity to help a fellow Ram in need. On Sunday, April 2nd, swipes for Rams will kick off, which is where CSU students who have a meal plan can donate two guest passes to others in the community who are facing food insecurity. Donations will be collected through Grubhub accounts all week long. On Thursday, April 13th, there will be the Environmental Justice Community Pollock, where you bring your own plate and utensils and a dish to share. The location isn't yet set, but as a heads up, you'll need to RSVP beforehand online, you can do so through the Center for Environmental Justice. Then on Friday, April 14th, at the Gregory Alikar Museum of Art, CCU community members who are 21 and up can participate in the Africa and Ale event, which is all about community building, discussing issues of sustainability in Africa, while tasting African-style beers made by local breweries. There will also be live music from the Fort Collins Marimba Group. This event is free and open to the public. You can register if you're 21 or older at CSU's Art Museum website. Now, these events are just the tip of the iceberg. There are plenty more events that'll happen come April to celebrate Earth Month at CSU. If you're interested in finding a full, comprehensive list of the events and you want to learn more about the ones just listed, You can find all of that at the CSU Source website under the events category. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for Campus News. Up next is Portia Cook with your local news.
0: In local news, one local organization is hosting a transgender day of visibility demonstration in Old Town Fort Collins tomorrow. On Friday, March 31st, NoCo Safe Space is hosting the protest against what the group is calling, quote, the proposal of anti-transgender legislation bills, regardless of if the bills pass or not. The protest is expected to take place in Old Town Square at 4 o'clock p.m. According to the group, the demonstration is intended to bring people together within the LGBTQIA community, as well as community members and allies. The protest will also include a, quote, die-in demonstration in which a group of people will lie down as if they were dead. According to the group's social media, the demonstration is intended to quote start difficult and meaningful conversations around the rights, health care, safety, and future of the transgender community. End quote. The group notes one of the most recent and notable bills concerning the LGBTQIA community in Colorado's legislative session, which focused on protecting female student rights in athletics. The bill, which if passed, would have only allowed individuals to participate on teams designated to their sex assigned at the time of birth. However, the bill failed in February. Fort Collins City Council members have also been invited to attend the Transgender Day of Visibility demonstration. According to the city's website, because three or more members of City Council may attend the event, the event is posted as a public meeting. The city of Fort Collins notes that while no formal action will be taken by city council during the meeting, the discussion of public business may occur. The event will be also open to the public. In other local news, Larimer County is ranking among the healthiest counties in the entire state of Colorado, and I am not surprised. The five cities located completely within Larimer County include Fort Collins, Estes Park, Loveland, Timnath, and Wellington. Data from new county health rankings and from the University of Wisconsin's Population and Health Institute show 92 percent of Larimer County residents have adequate access to locations with physical activity, which is higher than state and national rates. Data also show Larimer County as having a low teen birth rate. Data for Larimer County shows nine births per 1,000 individuals aged 15 to 19 years old, compared to Colorado's rate of 16 births per 1,000 individuals. Larimer County has also seen a 70 percent drop in teen births between 2007 and 2020. Finally, data shows that Larimer County is shown to have a lower rate than the state in deaths related to injuries such as homicide, suicides, motor vehicle crashes, sudden expected infant death and poisoning. Now, while the rankings put Larimer County in the top 25 percent of healthiest counties in Colorado, there are some opportunities for improvement. Taking a look at air pollution, Larimer County is ranked 18th out of 226 metropolitan areas for high ozone days and 30th out of 221 metropolitan areas for 24-hour particle pollution. Tobacco use and vaping also remain elevated among youth and adults within Larimer County, with 13% of adults reported being smokers. Smoking is a major cause of cardiovascular disease, which is the leading cause of death in the United States. And 17% of Larimer County residents are experiencing a severe housing problem, including high housing costs and overcrowding. Now, Larimer County Health Rankings reports that counties with well resourced civic infrastructure have higher rates of high school completion, higher household incomes, less income inequality, and lower rates of child poverty and uninsured adults. In these communities, people also tend to live longer. Larimer County Public Health Director Tom Gonzalez says, quote, Having a robust public health data system helps us determine where we should focus our efforts to ensure we're addressing the greatest needs in our community, end quote. So where can you find data and give back on social and economic factors that impact the health of all of us right here in Larimer County? Well, as I previously reported, the Larimer County Department of Health and Environment recently launched its own health, well-being and resilience data dashboard. The dashboard features eight social and economic factors that impact the health of our community. Within the dashboard, you can look at data specific to our county related to mental health, climate change and environment, child care and education, food and food insecurity, housing and transportation and access to health care. More information, including the health, well-being and resilience dashboard, can be found at Larimer.gov slash health. And I am Portia Cook. That is all for your local news. After the break, here from KCSU's promotion director, Hannah Hitchcock, as we sit to discuss Fools Fest. KCSU's local music festival kicking off tomorrow, Friday, March 31st, right here on campus.
2: Hey you, yeah you. Hi, I'm Destiny Thurman. Did
0: you know KCSU covers more than just music? Tune into the KCSU Sports Block from 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Thursdays, our KCSU sports staff host our longest-running sports show, Ramblers. Ramblers digs into all the sports drama, hot takes, and predictions with an emphasis on CSU sports. Hear what all the trash talk is about Monday to Thursday on KCSU. KCSU always has and always will bring you sports. My name is Portia Cook, and you are tuned into the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast. I am back with some music events and entertainment news. With me in the studio today is KCSU's promotion director, Hannah Hitchcock, here to talk about Fool's Fest. Fool's Fest kicks off tomorrow, Friday, March 31st, right here on campus at the Sutherland Gardens, which can be found on the south side of the Laurie Student Center. Hannah, thank you so much for being with me in the studio today. Thank you! So let's talk about Fool's Fest. This will be the second annual Fool's Fest. For those that don't even know what it is,
2: what's Fool's Fest? Yes, so it is our second annual. um, Last year was mostly punk music, but this year we're going to be introducing some more alternative and indie bands from the Fort Collins and just northern Colorado area. It's going to be from 12 to 5 p.m. and we're going to have five different bands and Three intermission acts. So I like it.
0: Go ahead. And, what are you most excited for as far as performances go? Is there a band that you're like,
2: yes, I can't wait to see them? Or, um, I'm excited to see Sewage Waste and Girls. They're probably the band I'm the least familiar with. I'm of course excited for Main Street Acapella, as I've done um, in studios with them before, and they're really good. Super exciting, and. Yeah, I think I'm also very excited. We're going to have some clown makeup going on. Oh, talk to me a little bit about (laughs) that so
0: people can get their faces painted.
2: Yeah, so we're going to have our KCSU table where we'll be accepting donations. We had these limited edition stickers made and printed for the event, and they're super cute. We also had our podcast director, Ben Haney, make the designs, and he screen printed them. So they're very artistic. (laughs) That's a weird way to word it, but they're really cool. So we're going to be giving those out and then we'll have a face painting station, but it's going to be a pretty simple face paint. We don't have any professional face painters. Super professional face painters.
0: (laughs) That sounds like it's definitely going to be a good time. Now... Last year, I heard that there was some mosh pitting going on. Is that something that we can expect <laughs> this
2: year? Um, it's hard to say. I think maybe for Scuffed. I know a lot of people were anticipating them and they'll be our last act of the show. So I think there could be some moshing. Hopefully the weather will be good. It's supposed to be pretty nice, but a little windy. A little bit, Wendy. That yeah. might help with the mosh pitting. Yeah, it'll keep their blood moving. <laughs> Absolutely. And
0: how do you guys go about choosing the performers?
2: Um. So I worked with the music department and our local music department. The only band I recruited was Main Street Acapella, but we would sort of meet and decide... Um, We kind of had like 10 bands that we were interested in coming and we wanted to make sure we had a good range of artists, like different genders and identities coming. And so we basically either emailed them or DM them, um, letting them know about the show and they would just get back to us if they were available or if they're interested. But I think it's a really cool way for local bands to get involved in the sort of college scene because it's definitely a lot of people like kind of an untapped market I feel like a yeah. lot of college students don't know about these local artists so I'm a, I'm super excited to see all the bands and we even have Forrest Nelson who's a DJ here but he I also does like the mixing type of <laughs> DJ I don't right, know right. yeah so he'll be another intermission act which oh, will cool. be fun that is real cool now is there a flow that
0: people should expect, or you know, do they really just come? What's the vibe going to feel like out there?
2: Yeah, so it's starting at 12, and each set is about 35 minutes, and then between each of the main um, acts, we're going to have our intermission acts, which play for about 15 minutes, and during then, they'll be setting up the instruments and the equipment for the next band, and then we'll have about a five-minute sound check after that intermission act, and and the next band will come on, so.
0: I love it. Now, what are you hoping that people get out of this year's Fools Fest?
2: Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> and they walk away from the festival with what? Um, I think a big goal of mine would be for people to walk away with An appreciation for local music and I guess like local programming with KCSU. We also have Blast and Scrap and RAM events coming, which are all just organizations that are kind of here to help serve the community. So I think... That'll be a big takeaway for people who are attending. Yeah, for
0: sure. Well, I'm excited. (laughs) I know I'm definitely going to try to stop by with my kiddos, check out some music that I've never heard before. Um, And I think that's one of the cool things about this is it's definitely, you know, you have no choice but to go out there and listen to some stuff that maybe you're not familiar with. So I'm excited, yeah, to definitely expand my, my eardrums tomorrow, Friday at Fool's Fest. Well, Hannah, is there anything else that you would like to add about Fool's Fest for those that are listening?
2: Um... I guess Sutherland Gardens, it can be kind of, some people don't know where that is, but if you're familiar with the CSU campus, it's kind of um, near the West Lawn where the pond and everything is, and it's right by where the colorful sculptures are. I don't know how to describe them, but yeah, you guys can look out for us. You can also see us from inside the plaza, so... Perfect. Yeah, that works. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for being in the studio with me today. Yes. Thank you for having me. For those of you
0: just tuning in, that was KCSU's Promotions Director, Hannah Hitchcock, giving us all the details on Fool's Fest, KCSU's second annual music festival. The live music festival, which will feature a variety of musical performances, is open to the public and kicks off tomorrow, Friday, March 31st, from noon to 5 p.m. in the Sutherlands Gardens on the south side of the Laurie Student Center. After the break, the makers of the gun used in the 2021 shooting at the King Supers in Boulder, Colorado, are facing lawsuits by some of the victim's family members. This and more in national news with Lee Zempel.
1: KCSU thanks Tribal Rights for their underwriting support. Tribal Rights is a full custom tattoo and body piercing studio and jewelry boutique located close to campus on College Avenue. Tribal Rights prides itself on service, artistic expression, and jewelry selection. To schedule an appointment, call 970-221-9712 or go to tribalrightstattoo.com. In national news... In March of 2021, there was a mass shooting at a King Supers in Boulder, Colorado. The company who made the gun used in the shooting, Sturm, Ruger & Company, is now facing two lawsuits as more relatives of the victims are suing the gunmaker, adding to the litigation that was first filed earlier this month. The newest lawsuit is brought by relatives from 5 of the 10 people killed in the shooting and expected to be filed this week. The first lawsuit was brought on March 14th from the son of a 6th victim. Both lawsuits say that Ruger's advertising of its AR-556 pistol, which looks like a rifle, markets the gun in a reckless and immoral way that promoted its killing capability and glorified the idea of a lone gunman. The lawsuits seek undisclosed damages and are expected to be combined into one case, according to the relative's lawyer, Andrew Garza. On Monday, Garza said, quote, we're interested in pursuing justice for all the families and holding Ruger accountable. Representatives of the gunmaker have yet to release a public statement in response to the lawsuits. Gunmakers are generally protected from liability under federal law, but there's an exception over firearm marketing. Last year, the gunmaker Remington settled to pay $73 million to relatives of victims of the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting after facing several lawsuits similar to the ones Ruger now faces. Information for this update comes from the Associated Press. That's it for national news. My name is Lee Zimpel.
2: The Poudre Wilderness volunteers are hikers, stock riders, and packers serving as educators, trail hosts, and trail builders for the U.S. Forest Service.
0: Visit pwv.org to learn more about those who care for Colorado wilderness and how you can help. cook with your kcsu weather report today we've seen partly cloudy skies with a high of 58 degrees i don't know about you but it seemed a bit colder than that tonight you can expect temps to drop to a high of 32 with mostly cloudy skies moving into friday you can expect a high of 52 degrees and it will be very windy winds are expected to move northwest at between 25 and 35 miles per hour with wind gusts occasionally reaching over 40 miles per hour higher winds will will continue into Friday night at around 15 to 25 miles per hour with temps in the upper 20s. So it's definitely going to be a chilly Friday night out there. Moving into the weekend, get ready for some sun and higher temps. I am super excited about it. Saturday, temps jump up to a high of 62 with mainly sunny skies. Sunday, temps jump up even more to a high of 65. I'm going to repeat that. A high of 65, which is almost 70, which is beautiful. And of course, that beautiful Colorado sun we all love so much will be out both Saturday and Sunday, which is going to make for a great weekend. As for next week's weather, you can tune in to the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Assistant News Director Lee Zempel, our news producer Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.